1: I'm sure by then we'll have technology to make this a very interesting world to live on and relatively bright as well. So, But de- definitely don't expect to see a lot of sun. And the fact that um, uh, Neptune by itself has a very powerful magnetic field that protects uh, a huge region around it from solar flares, we would be quite safe to live on this uh, particular moon and enjoy a relatively relaxing and peaceful existence because we would be protected from all those dangerous um, high energy flares that usually cause a lot of disruption on our planet specifically on earth and to complete this video let's observe this beautiful neptune rise that is about to occur right now here we go so this is a neptune rise from triton standing, you know in the water and uh essentially this is what this would be like And uh, creating atmosphere on this planet would be not very difficult, but the problem is keeping it there. Because the gravity here is so low, it's lower than on the moon. In other words, you can jump here relatively high as well. Um, Keeping the atmosphere away from flying into the outer uh, space is going to be a bit of a challenge. So we do need to create some really interesting um, gases that will be heavy enough to stay on the surface of Triton. Oh no no, that is it. This is what Triton would look like if we were to terraform it, and this is how we could possibly do it. So this is a terraform tri- Triton.
0: Hello, Fitton here. Cobb is far away from Earth during this episode. Triton has a lackadaisical government, and the people have an indifferent attitude, which annoys the energetic and dynamic Cobb. The Terraform Triton is more pervasive than the colonies set up within the environs and Cobb's world. The preceding documentary was part of a longer study of terraforming planets and moons in the solar system. I wanted Triton to have that faraway inhospitable surround to add to the isolation of the story, as well as give Triton a unique character. Just having another Earth-like place would be boring and mundane as any story on Earth. That's the background. Although terraforming is intriguing, that was not the way to go on the ice of Triton. In the environment on the surface of Triton, Cobb and Rennie follow a beam penetration into the Buntas, the wasted cities. They feel that in pursuing Mark Jenner's killers, could bring in government officials and something more powerful. Right, let's get down to the Buntas away from the sun. So far away from the Sun that the sun looks like a yellow dwarf star when viewed from Triton. I'm Robert P. Fitton. Here is Episode 2 of Harry Cobb and the Ice of Triton. Chapter 5. We left Io five days ago. From space, Io's volcanic bursts gave the Jovian moon a battle-laden landscape, and plumes spewed above a smattering of domes. Jupiter hovering on the horizon, had orange, white, and gray swirls, as if frozen ice pellets had fallen in my jaffron. Now we were journeying to Neptune, and I was still trying to talk myself out of Jenna's alleged ties to the cartel, or possibly her being bribed by Alder. I was beginning to believe that Jenna may have aligned herself with sinister powers. I opened my eyes. The ship had reversed and aligned a slow entry into the Neptune system, it was only when Neptune appeared at the Port O'Connor that I was fully aware of leaving the intra. Triton was a smaller version of Earth's Moon, with scars crossing the surface. Looks like a good place for a detention colony, said Rennie as we braked. A smile stuck to my face. Every time I come out here, I think the same thing. And still there are new settlements past Uranus, Pluto, and Charon, and even the outer solar system. We're eleven days from Earth, Harry. When Neptune is overhead, everything down there looks cold and blue. The dome he bonds and the glow from the station facilities produce pin dots across the gray-lit valleys. The ship's engines rumbled louder as we slowed. For Jenna to be killed way out here made the loss even greater. Mark had not answered any of my zips. I spotted the red schematic of Station 32 on the zip once we were above the Knobby Mountains. It was only when Rennie brought the ship to the southern latitudes that the rounded, steely dome was visible. It was tucked within shaded blue, sharp peaks, reaching hundreds of kilometers southward. What's our arrival time at Station 32? Twenty-five minutes, Harry. course, realignment in five minutes. Great. We're being tracked by the Station 32 port, and a dozen beams around Neptune and the other moons. The usual. A warning panel buzzer sounded accompanied by a flashing red hebon on the flight console. That's not a standard beam. Where's that coming from? Inside the pontes. The ghettos, away from the hotel and the central port. Which makes no sense. This area is droidless, Harry. Signal is gone. I saved the location in the zip. Somebody spotted and tracked us. That's the least of our problems now. I have a few questions for the illustrious Inspector Wiley. I shook my head as the ship began a gradual rotation. The brilliant view of Neptune's rounded aqua edge swept across the portals. I've been here before, but that huge planet still impresses me. As we vertically descended, the tinted ice peaks were wedged between angled rock escarpments and shadows above the valley. Station 32, according to the Zip window, was 32 kilometers long to the south, nearly 20 kilometers wide. Rennie listened intently in his earpiece. Wiley is tracking us. Was that his beam inside the Buntas? Yeah. More like a portable thing. Quarter of the energy output. Rennie maneuvered the ship through one of the numerous bay doors, raised like rectangular growths atop the spaceport's wide plane surface. I raised my hand to shield the brighter hebonds inside the docking area. The door slid slowly. Neptune and the stars were gone and the beams dragged the ship onto the white silcoplast tarmac below. Fifteen years ago, this hangar was smaller, with a tawny solid silcoplast exterior. Ships vied for flight path alignments, while rows of other crafts assumed docking positions above the lower, darker silcoplast tarmac. Rennie was aligned to a yellow numbered space along the tarmac. I pulled a pulser from the side compartment and entered McCabe's codes into the base. Power levels were maxed, and I stuffed it inside a side strap. Hope we don't have to use that. And you? Runny lifted the edge of his shorter suko, revealing a larger pulsar. Good. He ordered the hatch open, and we traipsed down the ramp onto the grainy black silkoplast. My first move is to find Mark. May not be easy, Bill. He's been taken. Or worse. I understand that. I squinted at a group of people in gray suits standing rigid on the dock ahead. What the hell is this? Greeting committee? I recognized Wiley from his closely cropped gray hair. Oh, for joy. Here's Wiley. About twenty meters from the dock, I veered toward Wiley and three of his lackeys. He studied a flat-line zip as he stood on the tarmac. Okay, McCabe. Welcome to Triton and all the other happy horse droppings. So formal, Inspector. Very funny he said as he looked up. Are you aware that Mr. Coburn here has a record longer than the ice mountains, thanks to the transmit flash? Wiley ran his tongue inside his cheek and pressed his lips as he nodded. No outstanding warrants, though. We'll be watching you, Coburn. You do that. Right. I checked the fruit vendors to see which apples were stolen off the top. I stepped closer to Wiley. Look, the Bureau wants to know what happened to Jenna Belkin and I want to know where her husband is. Right, he said, turning his long zip screen. In green letters was the report about Jenna's death. Report into the death of Jenna Belkin. Finally, what's in there? Not much. We know the Tracer left the port at four in the afternoon. Destination? Warehouse 16, outside the Bunta's. Near the construction. Ships were offloading non-perishable food for that sector bunta. The lady was doing an incredible job at getting food out there and everywhere else. The supplies were flowing. I stroked my chin. Who knew that tracer was heading out there? Tower people who directed the flight. Probably the resources people at 16. I need to talk to them. So you have names? The lady's dead. And her life here on 32 goes on. So people are doing essentially nothing. Look, McCabe, he said, pointing his index finger. The ship blew up, and the samples are being analyzed by the lab. How long that take, I asked, waiting for him to scroll down the page on his zip? I don't make the rules here. I just carry out the law. What law? I wanted to pop this guy and was still upset about his remarks about Rennie's record. I need zip addresses at the lab, and I want to talk to the tower people. I'll see what I can do. Hey, Buck, you ever hear of a guy named Bernie Sorel Or someone called Norman Push? I didn't want to mention Pollux. Sorel, you're quick. Sorel had a meeting with Janet Belkin at the Matterhorn. What? When? Forty five minutes before the explosion. Unfortunately, our dear Mr. Sorel has disappeared. A grey haired man with almond brown eyes and little teeth appeared on his flat line. He was missing part of his left eyebrow. Sorel? I asked. Yeah. We're looking for him. I think he worked for the cartel. He and a thousand other guys. I I haven't got time to launch an investigation. Sorrel is missing and that's that. And Norman Push? I have no idea. You check and see if he was in the area during the time of the explosion. I said I'll see what I can do. Not exactly inspiring confidence. Not in a popularity contest, McCabe. His glancing at the flatline annoyed me. Do you have any idea what happened here? That's your deal. What about Jenna's husband, Mark? His blue eyes focused on me. "Kate," he said, putting his arm on my shoulder. His arrogant laugh was designed to intimidate. <laughs> Maybe you don't get it. That's why you're here. I suggest you get out to Warehouse 16. When you find something, call me. Remember, 38D-2984. Extra territorium just dissenti, impune non parator. I'm afraid I'm not up on my Latin. Okay, then. Gravioria manet. If you're up on your bureau history, hey, look, I'll be watching you. He turned and whisked his guys down the dock stairs. I grimaced at Rennie, but waited till they were back inside the hangar before I spoke. What an attitude. Triton mentality. He didn't even scan us, did he? No, but I think he knows more than you think. And he's afraid to talk. He could help us if he could. You never alluded to Pollux, mate. I don't trust Wiley. Smart man. What did he mean by gravioria minute and that number? Harry, who the hell cares? Let's get out to the Matterhorn, to this Bureau guy, Calvin. Maybe he has something on Sorrel. We can find that lab, make some calls to Warehouse 16, and get something to eat. I'm with you although I
2: think mine will be more of the liquid variety.
0: I leaned toward the zip window. My third cup of mint jafferine steamed on the granite counter. For two hours, I was bounced between tower personnel and received a barrage of stories as to how Jenna's flight had left Terminal 32-5. No one wanted to take responsibility for the flight plan to Warehouse 16, nor could I get a list of active personnel on duty that day. My threats to demand court action seemed amusing to most of them. I banged on the counter after the call. What is it with all these people here on Triton? Rennie was engaged in conversation at another zip window. It's like Wiley ordered them all to act like idiots. I grabbed my Jaffron and hurried over to the long portal span. Neptune cast a blue crystalline effect over the ice daggers jutting toward the stars. Dozens of peaks rimmed the caldera surrounding the glowing Station 32 dome. I shook my head. The lack of civil authority made me jittery. Rennie raised his red stein and finished off what he was drinking. He set down a zip, smacked his lips, and walked to the table. Again, he checked his zip. Harry, your buddy, Belkin. What about him? Droid allocation to the habitat in the Buntas. It's 11 miles down into the Buntas. He paid out just after he talked to you, mate. How do you know that? Do you really want to know? I winced and opened my mouth to speak. Then I shook my head. I can't believe this. Not the mark I knew. I wonder if he's still at that habitat. My next call. What about Mrs. Bell? I sipped the Jaffron and then let it swish and tingle around my mouth. I'm actually going to go to tower control for all flights within 32. I'm getting nothing on my zip. Rennie's blonde brows pushed inward, and he studied the ice mountains as he spoke. I have no proof, but a tracer just blowing up makes no sense. Vaporization requires a potent device. Greed. Someone got to that tracer. I was thinking pytoids. Me too. She was assassinated, Harry. I'd stake my reputation on it. You'd stake it, eh? Rennie grinned as he continued. Pytoid compounds generate an instant and immediate vaporation of all matter within a radius according to the weight in kilograms of the pytoid. pytoids are quite illegal, Rennie, and quite expensive. Not to the cartel. That is unproven. I set down the Jaffron mug. We need to know how she came to use that tracer. And someone must have scans of the hangar, and whoever was at Warehouse 16. Rennie took a smaller zip from his belt and held it toward the portal span. What are you doing? Thought you already checked this place for monitoring modules. He never did a remote in the mountains. It must be slipping. Check the zip window. Looks all right. Good. I say we head to the tower in the morning, and then out to the bunters. Right now, I could use a good meal. Rennie stared at the smaller zip. The lines tightened around his eyes. Now this is interesting. What? Falcon's pit, that habitat. It's
2: within a kilometer of the source of the beam that tracked us.
0: You're kidding. So either he or somebody tracked us and then he didn't respond to his zip, and he may be in contact with the Bureau or the cartel. My zip's secure frequency sounded. Another text message. Is there anything I can do? Me. Quickly type my reply. We'll contact you, but I can't now. Sorry. Harry, enough of this woman. Listen, I'm sure she means a lot to you, but come on, Harry. This is insane risking everything to send a little love note. I knew he was right, but I didn't want to admit it. A few uneasy seconds passed. What was Jenna really doing out here? Something that severely threatened somebody enough to not only kill her, but possibly use pitoids. Could be the ravine packets, the deadly ravine packets. We have to push Wiley on this pitoid angle. Harry, he said, taking my arm. This may lead right up the chain to Alda and Severson and maybe Levinsky. Sometimes it's better to let sleeping dogs lie. That's why O'Neill is feeding everything to Richard Merritt on Mars. This guy, Sorrell, is in trouble. Bottom line is that my dear friend is dead. I don't care what it takes, Rennie, or who I have to offend. I'm going to find out who killed her. Chapter 6 I was guilty while on an assignment for O'Neill about relaxing in the Matterhorns' grand ballroom. About an hour ago, I had contacted Calvin Glavin, now head of Matterhorn Security, and was assured he'd meet us at our table. I read the same bureau synopsis of his career that O'Neill had read, and I tried to figure out why he was fired. The charges included insubordination and obstruction, but nothing specific. Phil Severinsen was indeed the coordinating officer. The towering indistinct ice mountains were spread under the starry sky dome, and green service tubes laced the gray alluvial fans tapering downward toward Station 32. Below, a comedian, in a red and green jester suit, pulsed out risque jokes. Rennie's bellowing laughter caused me to tap my fingers on the table. I lifted his half-filled glass and swished the red-amber mixture. It had the same odor as an old gasoline canister. Rennie and I sat at a raised round table embedded in the upper level. This area was suspended within a bubble portal, extending a 100 meters high and a half a kilometer around the rim of the ballroom above the crowd. Portals relayed your voice and added to the ambiance of the area. I wish you would retro, retro, a, little retro more, a little more, Rennie. Rennie leaned over and raised his hand. This guy, this guy, is, a guy is a splitter. Don't go, Don't go that, go far, go that Rennie. far, Rennie. He never, never, never do. Glavin will be We're here soon. Be here so- I activated the table's blue menu, highlighted with red buttons. I pushed tonight's program. This clown making Rennie how was called Creepy Crux. I chuckled and scrolled down to the next act: three woman oracle players. I thought of Angelique playing somewhere within the solar system. Wiley's number and the Latin. I checked the phrases on the zip and extra territorium juris siente non parado. Means the judgment, the judgment of the authority, authority. of one, who is, one who is exceeding his territorial jurisdiction and is disobeyed, is disobeyed with impunity. I see the, the position, position why, these why these in, but, but the, the other, other, the other gravatory gravatory of, of man, great, danger, great, great awaits. danger awaits. Why did he just say that? say that? Rennie, Rennie. I scanned it's all bureau all records. records. Nothing, Nothing refers to that, to that specific, specific phrase. Then he was just being a smartass. No, I have heard that phrase somewhere before. Can't figure out can't figure where, out but it's, where, annoying. it's annoying. And so, so is that it's number, that something, something to do something with to Mars, 38D-2984. 80 80 80 80 80 it's not something. a readily it's assessed a readily bureau assessed number. number. Mate, it's He's toying with you. Think about something, something, else. something else. I grinned. Okay, okay I wonder okay, where I she is. Who? Asked Rennie over the crowd laughter. He rolled a handful of peanuts into his mouth. Several hundred people were crowded into the sunken amphitheater. Not important. Oh, huh, huh. Just, just nix here, will nix you, you Harry? Harry? I gazed over the dark and lower area, lit by blue tube he-bonds and stuffed with angled tables and recliners. I had an odd feeling somebody was watching us. You think, think Wiley is swallowed? having us follow Rennie poured the rest of the red amber down his throat. He wiped his lips with a table napkin. Then he spoke out of the side of his mouth. His voice was strained from the liquor. It's actually hard, it's to, hard, say. hard to say. You'll have such, You'll a, have
2: lackadaisical such a lackadaisical attitude, attitude. here.
0: If I were, him, if I were yeah, him, yeah, that would be my, would first, be my move. first move. Keep their eyes Keep on their us, eye- whether by trailing, by trailing or, remote, or zips. remote zips. But to answer, but your, to question, answer your question, no, he no, just no, doesn't he just give a damn. Give it damn. Greed. Greed. I again scanned the upper crowd. Most of these people were dressed in casual sukos and still laughing at Crux. Any zip scans, Any zip scans, scans on us? Rennie's smile dropped and he activated his zip. He ran his lower teeth over his upper lip. The only, the only power output's power works, up works up for the up show. It's like they'll like do a, a simulation, simulation later. later. I winced at his breath, now reeking from the red amber. And the usual, the usual security scheme which is, is good. good. At least they have least that in place. Have that. Leave your zip Leave scanning. Your zip scan it. Scan it. I, just I just have, have a bad have feeling. Bad feeling. Now, come. now come. I pointed at my friend. Look, look We blow come into come town, to, town to, investigate to investigate the death, the death. More, more likely more the, assassination the assassination, of the head of resources. The people, the people responsible, responsible. will track, we'll track on movement, track our movement, sooner, movement. Or later. sooner or later. And I would we'll stay, stay off, stay that, off texting. that texting. I will I will. I will, I will. Rennie spun back to Crux and ordered another red amber from the menu. I stared at the flashing red light on a zip window. Whoever killed Jenna would thwart any attempts to expose the truth. Rennie tipped the waitress on the table window and imbibed more red amber. Seconds later, he was howling again at Crux. I sat back in my recliner, and worried that the repeated attempts to contact Mark indicated he was missing. Forty-five minutes later, I lingered along the bubble's elevated plankway and spoke to one of the white suit code sector coordinators. This drone rambled on about how profitable the hotel had become since they began advertising in the intra. I politely told him I wished I were not here on business. I quickly excused myself and crossed the carpeted walkway Back to the higher level. I was upset Calvin had not shown up. Now I didn't see Rennie. A tall, slim woman with red hair and brilliant blue eyes reclined at the table. I spoke through a fixed smile. Who the hell are you? you? It was clear when she spoke that she was bioregressive, a rebuilt human being. On my zip, there was no record of her existing at all.
3: Does it matter, Mr. McKay?
0: She said and slid the jaffron toward me. Can I help you?
2: Yes, yes as, a as a matter of, of fact, fact, you can.
0: She wore a green smelt that hugged her curvaceous body contours. A curious lunar musk followed her. What can I do, for, can you? I do for you? You should
2: be you should aware,
3: Mr. McCabe, there are, forces, are on forces on Triton and, and, beyond. and beyond. Forces, forces that will not take, take kindly to kindly the Bureau. To the bureau. Or anyone else unraveling 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 the meaning meaning of Mrs. 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 Belkin's
0: death? I pushed on my belt zip connection to record her image on my Suko neckliner. Do you You work work here? here? And how do you know who I am? I am 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 not not in a bureau interrogation. interrogation. She shoved her recliner back and her tight body stretched within the smelt as she stood.
3: You heard heard me. me. What you do here here now now is your business.
0: She said nothing more and turned away. I followed her hips and buttocks swaying within the teal smelt as she descended the ramp. The lunar musk lingered in the air. For a second, the live music distracted me. I removed my zip as the maroon velvet curtain rose on the horseshoe stage below. A schematic of the amphitheater formed on my zip window, and I tracked the woman on the lower level. My own Zip memory layers had nothing on this woman, and scanning the Triton Zip catacombs for her image would be impossible from inside this amphitheater. I magnified her face contours, but feared sending the scan back to Sadie on Orbitus. Whoever killed Jenna was aware that Rennie and I were snooping around, and they just sent that woman as their official greeter. I opened up a Zip channel. Rennie! Rennie! My head snapped back.
2: Rennie! Rennie! Where the hell are you? Where the hell are you?
0: The woman disappeared at the lower level and blended into the edges of the scan. I grinded my teeth as the pinpoint music scathed my ears. I abruptly stood. I pushed the recliner back and checked the tables, silhouetted in the green tube he People meandered around the brighter rear mezzanine, but I did not see Rennie. Damn, Damn! I said out loud. I weep between the tables. I hurried up to the mezzanine and followed the signs to the rest stations. I inputted Calvin's address into the zip. Calvin. I jogged the rounded mezzanine. The red-haired woman had confirmed what O'Neill had sensed. Jenna said she was pressured despite her unmatched success. The cartel, the government, or even the Bureau had helped her, and it probably killed her. Calvin. The pinpoint music faded as a lesser quality of recorded Hebon glow tunes filled the orange-textured rest station. A rose scent was sickeningly heavy in the air. Rennie! I shouted and dozens of men turned. My heels clicked against the tiles. Rennie! I scanned for his zip frequency as I raced to the outside corridor. The tantalizing music produced hundreds of pinpoint sounds that echoed off the wall. Damn it, Rennie! I had my zip form a wider roam signal that would locate Rennie's zip. The red circles moved outward over the amphitheater schematic. But none of the circles were disrupted. I shook my head and started down the sweeping blue silkoplast staircase. I moved quickly, guiding my hand along the smooth white rail, and emerged in a mammoth lobby with hundreds of crystalline gold chandeliers. A few stragglers from the concert moved into the spacious area, and a number of workers in white suits crossed the edges. The Zip Zoom was still not able to locate Rennie Zip. Why was I panicking? Because some redhead regress had threatened me back at the table. I checked my pulse of power levels and hurried toward the main esplanade under the second portico. Through the clear silcoplast, several hovering traces spewed white gas jets and the main tram glowed green against the darkened hills. The smartest thing would be to go back to the upper table. I checked the lobby and then darted diagonally. The woman who met me at that table had chosen to warn me, but not to kill me. Why would they kidnap or kill Rennie and let me live? I was unhinged about Rennie now as I climbed the curved stairway. Pinpoint music reverberated around my head as I emerged on the upper level. All the way back to the table, I fixated on the ice mountains. Maybe Rennie's zip was turned off or destroyed. I just stared at the oracle players, pushing deep melodies through the towering clear pipes extending upward. Where the hell was Calvin? A whimsical male voice rolled out of my zip. Calvin Glavin. Calvin. It's Bill, Bill, McKay. Bill McKay. My it's associate, associate may have been kidnapped, the kidnapped the amphitheater. Amphitheater. I'm in the amphitheater. I'm in the lobby. I transmitted Rennie's image. I will feed I will Station feed 32, 32 30 security addresses in your address. zip. And deal with that it wiley. 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 I repeatedly shifted weight from one foot to the other as I glanced at the show. Listen, listen. listen. I'm a bureau, I'm a bureau, bureau agent bureau here agent at Bureau, bureau. Business. Bureau business. A long pause indicated he was thinking. All sections, All sections. This, is Calvin. this is Calvin. Seal off Seal the you hotel, hotel, entrances. hotel entrances. Look, Calvin. I'll be right, I'll up, to be right up to your Keep table. Keep your zip Keep on. on.
1: It's on. It's
0: on. I continued to hold the red amber glass tightly and took deep breaths. It was clear that Mark's plea had dragged me into a realm that even scared O'Neill. I accessed the redhead's face on my window and continued to track Rennie's zip. This woman's eyes were too blue and the zip indicated a 70% probability of eye enhancements. Your woman, Mr. McCabe, McCabe. asked a bulky, dark-haired man with huge blue eyes. He was probably in his 20s and wore a one-piece green Suko with yellow security numbers under a patch for the Matterhorn Hotel on Triton. Are you Pollux? Pollux? Caster? Caster? I'm looking I'm looking for him. He may be in a, local, be in a warehouse. local warehouse. I thought, I you, thought were he. you were he. But you're, but you're Mr. McCabe, Mr. McCabe, a.k.a. Hey, Glavin. Hey, Glavin. Calvin. 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 He had rounded teeth and smiled too much. Yet he had a certain sincerity. You're a texting, you're a texting friend. friend. O'Neill says O'Neil she's, says clean, she's but clean. But Valencia, but Valencia is, an is an acquaintance of Jacob Levinsky. Jacob Levinsky. She may know she something may know or something maybe they're or just, maybe using, they're just her. using her. Thanks. Thanks. I still wanted to trust her. By the, way, By the way, I'm the security, I'm the security chief, here, chief here, at the hotel. here at the hotel. I know. I know. Thank you for sealing the hotel. hotel I need to find my friend. Find my friend. That, woman that woman is, Nora, is Kurchenko. Nora Kurchenko. She was regressed, she was regressed on, Earth, on Earth thirteen, years, 13 ago. years ago. She has tremendous, she has physical, tremendous physical and defensive skills. Skill. She's wanted She's for a murder, for case, murder here case here on, on Triton. Triton. Oh, for joy. oh, for joy! How long ago, How was, long she ago here? was she here? Fifteen, 15 minutes. She evidently, she evidently circumvented, circumvented our security scan. We've alerted, alerted inspectors. Tell me, it isn't, tell me it isn't Wiley. Calvin smiled. Wiley it is. And you tell Can me, you Mr. Tell McCabe, Mr. McCabe, how often how does, a does a bureau agent, agent come, to come to Triton? Once in a blue, moon, a blue I guess. moon, I guess. That's funny. That's funny. He had the habit of raising his brows, opening his eyes wide, and exposing his lower teeth. Then again, then again, how often does how the leader does a of, a a of a powerful interstellar system organization die in a die tracer, explosion? tracer explosion? Jenna Belkin Jenna worked Belkin for peace as, peace, as far as I can as see. Helped feed people, feed people and give the them the necessities, necessities we all take for all granted. Then her, her tracer explode. Explode. traces just, traces don't, just explode. don't explode. You think she was murdered? Do, Do you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it was major news here. And this Kirchankov woman, woman shows up just, shows when, up my just when my associate disappears. disappears. Could, be Could be coincidence. I step closer and point my finger. No, no I, don't think, I so. don't think so. I run things, I run here. things here. Just a hotel, just a on, hotel some on some faraway, faraway moon. moon. I've had my I've positions had my within positions the Bureau, Mr. bureau McCabe. Mr. McCabe. You're aware of that, aware of that. Bill. And forget, forget the bio, Calvin. I just need I to I find need my friend before that red-headed goon kills him. He nodded and now pointed at me. I need a total you profile a total of your, profile associate your associate in my in zip, in so, my I zip so I can it out. get it out. Sure. Sure. I said and quickly pushed Rennie's background and numerous visual scans into his address. He raised his brows as he looked into his zip window. This man has this a, man criminal, has a background. criminal background. It's been clean for been a long, long time. time. I completely vouch for him. No problem. no problem. He probably, probably has a section, has a section five, five, breakdown. five breakdown. I turned from the zip and looked him in the eye. Section it's five. You did, work, you for did work for the Bureau. So did you, so did you Mr. Cobb. Mr. Cobb. I raised my left brow and then grabbed his lacquer, sir. How, did you, know How that? did you know that? His face reddened as I pulled tighter, but he pushed me back with remarkable strength. A lucky guess? A lucky guess? He spoke in a lower voice. John O'Neill, John O'Neill inputted, inputted into my zip. Into my zip. Great. Great. A fired, a fired bureau, bureau agent, bureau is, my agent is my only hope. I was dismissed, I was dismissed by, the by the Bureau. I made a mistake. An investigation, investigation uh, run amok, run amok, last, last, amok year. last year. First things first. first I thought I had thought the goods had the on a Mars, on a Mars worlder. worlder. I saw him transfer, the, transfer funds. the funds. I empathize with him. You don't need to justify, need to, justify to me. Just, me, just, find, just my find my friend. Well, the guy was, well, the guy transferring, guy was transferring funds, funds all right, Government, government funds. funds. He lowered his head and then shook it. glavin I, I, mean I, I mean Calvin. Let's just say Let's I, just burn say the I burned the wrath of Phil Severinson. I turned to him again. That, son of, a that bitch. son of a bitch. Bad move, Bad son. Move, son. You, know him? you know him? I do. I do. I raise my voice. I'm going to find Rennie. And that's just for status before Stottis. I find before out I who find killed, Jenna, killed Belkin. Jenna Belkin. He did the open eyes, exposed teeth trick again. Your friend Zipskin has, been, has distributed been distributed directly to Inspector, directly to Inspector Wiley's, Wiley's office. office. Might as well Might store as well it store in store deep, it space. deep space. Wiley could care less about anything. Except I don't remember the Latin. Greater danger awaits. Oh, well, I don't Wiley picture as Wiley Latin as a Latin scholar. No, No. but he's no, wanting he's me, that's, wanting for sure. that's for sure. And the other thing, the other was, thing was, the judgment authority of, authority of one who is one exceeding one who was his, his, territorial his territorial jurisdiction, jurisdiction is, disobeyed is disobeyed with impunity. impunity. He, he was saying he was restricted. I think he's a bureau plant. Bureau Great danger would mean would the cartel, mean the cartel or, prison. or prison. You don't want to get you locked up in the prison here. The worst in the solar system. Only the, Only the independence of Triton, of keeps, Triton that keeps that brutal, place, brutal going. place going. This whole place, this whole is, a place joke. is a joke. Step, Step backward. backward. And I'm just and a I'm hotel, just a security, hotel chief. security chief. Yeah. Yeah. I would have reprimanded, would have reprimanded you, you if you weren't framed. Weren't framed. But Severinson is a vindictive is as, as, well as, an as well as an arrogant bastard. bastard. He has the power has the to the throw power people, out, people out, with out with the trash. I ran my fingers through my hair as my zip scanned. I want you to help me. I think we need to continue to check this whole hotel for Mr. Colbert about the redhead as Calvin expanded the monitoring area. Why did she kill, me? She, kill me? she thought you she were, thought a, bureau you were agent. a Bureau agent. So she tried so she to scare, tried to you, scare off. you off. She's a killer. She's a what, a does killer. She care? what does she care? Maybe it wasn't Maybe her. It wasn't her. Whoever, Whoever sent her didn't sent want reprisals from, from the Bureau. Let me check with me all, check personnel. all personnel. My office my is, my on, office the is on the floor. 60th floor. I can coordinate Let this better from there. I rolled my eyes and followed him along the upper walkway. Hurry. Hurry. Three men in green sukos were situated below a wide zip window encircling Calvin's office. Dozens of other tiny windows, some with views from the Matterhorn corridors and entrances, were randomly inserted on a larger window. Data readouts were compiled on a rectangular output window to my left. An impressive display, Calvin, but where the hell is Rennie? I saw Rennie's image and current identification scan on the far screen. Your friend is probably not at this hotel. Let me ask you this. You want your job back? He hesitated and his brows tightened. Can you do that? You help me and I can do that. I paced along the windows. Now where is he? He faced the screen. Run hotel retinal and body scan for Rennie Colburn. Last 60 minutes. Calvin shook his head and then commenced the retinal scan. A red hebon flashed and images from a side sliding door farmed below in a square to the left. 28 minutes ago. They're long gone now, I said as I moved closer. That's the woman. She has a pulser. We can't expect any help from Wiley in tracing that pulser. He pushed a few buttons on the keyboard. I'm trying for a scan on that pulser's serial numbers. I started pacing again. Why not just kill him? They'll probably interrogate him. I nodded. What do you have on that pulser? Nothing. I kicked the counter bottom. I took this too lightly. Up there drinking and watching a show, I should have gone right to the room and planned a trip out to the bunters to find Mark. I could get you to the bunters, Harry. You help me, my friend, and I'll make a formal request to have you reinstated. And stop calling me Harry. Bill McCabe. They know who I am. They'll kill me. Calvin activated another screen. Paul, prepare my tracer. We'll be upstairs in 15 minutes. Thank you. I looked at the data. Run something on Bernie Sorrell, here on Triton. Sift Triton data on Bernie Sorrell. I watched casually, but then was jolted when I saw a release from Wiley's office. Sorrell arrived just before Jenna's tracer blew up. I walked up to Calvin. He had a distant, pensive look in his blue eyes. My red-headed friend, Nurka Chankov. See what you have on he leaned toward one of the data outputs, then he spoke with more authority. I need a timeline on Nora Kachinkov, and all intrasolar system residents alive and deceased. The screen's red digits flipped rapidly. Amidst the mass of data, I saw Angelique Willard's name. Angelique Willard. I know this woman. Why is her name up there? We have eleven minutes until we leave for the Buntas. He typed into a butterfly keyboard. Habitat 16397, also known as Devon Terrace. Nora was at 23Devon, but only for three weeks, added one of his men. I wonder if the two of them had met. Good God. Maybe it's a coincidence. I hope I haven't been used. Nora had droid transactions, but I'm not sure what she was doing there on Mars at the time. We need larger sifters to find that out. Angelique taught the Oracle. I said, pointing to more data. Did quite well, according to Droit revenues. She seemed to have linked up with a man named Horace Valencia over three years ago. What about him? They're both clean. He stepped back and looked me in the eye. What is it? I'm baffled. It's probably irrelevant. What is it? Calvin pointed at the addendum below. And a third person in the same complex, Sam Branson, American by birth. Who knows? Then he spoke directly into the zip sifters. Droid Transactions on Triton by Nora Kerchenkoff. I read the report as the zip sifted more data. Angelique worked in a construction office as a coordinator. Sam Branson was an engineer. Both were in the same company for three years. Really? My stomach tightened and I kept replaying her line textures. By chance I was there and by chance I had contacted her. She left for Orbitus, but he stayed with Bethock Engineering for another six years. Calvin's blue eyes opened like a tracer firing into orbit. Kurchinkov worked with Sam Branson on Ganymede. Says she was a laborer. Don't know if I believe that. Both lived in company habitats. A year and a half. She had no record back then. I think I've been duped. Rennie was right. Gets better. He looked at a smaller insert window. Sam Branson is here in the Buntas. He picked up a zip. Give me Inspector Wiley's office. My gut twisted into a mass of pangs and fearful anticipation. What the hell is going on here? Does Branson have a record? Nothing on this moon. You may be okay. On Ganymede, the construction company. Apollo Enterprises owned the whole thing. Apollo. Cartel. Good memory. A tourist's angry voice punctuated the room. Fuck Wiley's office. Calvin Glavin over at the Matterhorn. I need to speak to the inspector. Unavailable. I step forward. This is Bill McCabe. You tell Wiley to get his ass up here. Who the hell are you? Tell him McCabe wants to talk to him. I heard nothing and looked at Calvin. Sam Branson. Working right here when Jenna Belkin's tracer's blown up. And Nora Kachankar. What's your first wild guess, Calvin? No guesses, Harry. McCabe, please. Right, McCabe. I say Pytoids took down that tracer. Planted by one of them or both of them. Wiley. Inspector, this is Calvin Glavin.
2: Glavin, what the hell do you want?
0: I need to speak with you personally about the Jenner Belkin matter.
2: What are you, nuts? I, there's nothing to say.
0: I have information. Well, you just keep it locked in the Matterhorn safe. The Belkin case has been closed. Anybody ever tell you you're a zipblat, McKay, if you spend your time
2: working instead of drinking it up in the amphitheater.
0: Shut up. I'll have your ass, you moon dweller. McKay, in your own mouth. Listen to him, Calvin. He can't think on his own. He's being told what to do. Inspector, you're being unreasonable. I heard about you, Glavin. Not having all your facts right on Mars and going forward anyways. canned from the Bureau. That was uncalled for. Your record, not mine. You're a brave man on channel. The zip connection ended with Wiley cackling. Calvin stared at me again. I shook my head. That guy would never be allowed to have an intraplanetary position. The question is, Calvin... Who had Wiley close down the Belkin investigation? I would have to think about that. I doubt the Bureau pressured him. Right. Too many ramifications. I sat on the counter and the texture beeped on my zip. Screen filled with black letters. Just thought I'd drop this message. Horace is bringing us to Triton. Change of plans. I half closed my eyes and pinched the bridge in my nose. Why was she coming to Triton? had I been deceived? Damn, what is it? I just got sucked is what it is. I bit my lower lip. Angelique had no ulterior motives, but I knew nothing about Horace. Let's get out of here. I haven't got time for this nonsense. I may have compromised my position for a woman. Who was she and who was she working for, the Bureau or the cartel? I replied to their message. Great. Sam Branson is the key, Harry. Let's find him. If your friends Rennie and Mark are still alive, Branson might know where they are. I have a personal tracer docked up top. I need to try to find the habitat when I was tracked on my approach to Triton. I have the coordinates in Rennie's zip. Mark Belkin's droid band is on that transaction. Chapter 7 Less than an hour later, the tracer zoomed over the Matterhorn. I was enthralled by the icy blue peaks and Neptune's spherical dominance in the night sky. Calvin pulled a glowing red container a brewed jaffron from the side pouch. Here, it's going to be a long night. Thanks. I took in the hot jaffron. To my right, the flickering Hebons formed a sloping contour over the valley of Station 32. It's cold down there. No means or wealth to generate a lot of heat. Then we dress warm. I outlined my concerns about Angelique. He poured more Jaffron. Then I told him how I met her on that liner. Maybe she traced you in some other way. I ought to have known better. I should have traced her background. I said with more arrogance than I wanted him to see. Why would you? He pushed his index finger onto one of the zip windows. Okay, this guy Valencia, he has no record, but he knows people. Lots of connections. Some of them cartel people. He associates with people who have cartel connections. The nature of his business. Playing gigs you have to deal with club owners, promoters. That's not surprising. He's good friends with Damien Solo. I raised my brow and smiled. Well connected. Solo is a premier amovile singer. Used to call them crooners. I don't remember. I'm not that old, I said. You're not? Calvin had a way of slowly becoming likable. Why come out to Triton? just when I'm out here. Who is she? Having doubts? I squinted and bit my lip. How could she have anything to do with this? Maybe she doesn't. Maybe. I transmitted the coordinates from the capture signal that Rennie had noticed when we first approached the planet. Was that the only signal you two found? Yes. Somebody had their eyes on us before we entered orbit. I'm convinced of that. Calvin nodded. But I was still thinking about Angelique and Valencia. But the other thing, Calvin, why would she or Valencia be so brazen? Any fool could see how obvious this gig on Triton is. Don't know. I nodded and sipped my Jaffrin. The raspberry vapors quelled my shaky demeanor. I stared at Calvin and wondered why Severinson really bounced him from the bureau. You'd like to get back with the bureau. His mouth dropped like an old man with a neurological deficiency. Then he slowly shook his head. I want redemption, but I also want to ruin Severinson. I raised my brows. You and everybody else. Phil Severinson worked behind the scenes to get me out. I underestimated him. I underestimated his cunning. He and Alda purged out anyone with backbone. I underestimated how he could hide everything. I never liked him, but I never understood why he got rid of me until after I was gone. The embezzlement case involved a crony on Mars. Not important. It wasn't me as much as covering up this Drake balance at Dan Elson. He completed the vertical alignment, and the tracer shot like an ancient chrome pinball away from the prodigious hotel. Still, I want justice. I know. Me too. My hatred for Severinson intensified as I thought of Felix Alder... Becoming commissar and dragging Severinson and all his political hacks into power. As far as Valencia, I'm convinced he's been talked to. Somebody's keeping tabs on me. Maybe, but I don't think she's in on it. But then again, how can I say? But I shouldn't be talking to her. Too risky. Exactly. But Rennie Zip is secure. And it isn't if they could monitor your texting with her. I closed my eyes and nodded again. I know. I also have the means to feed false information if she's not who she says she is. Could you get me any more data on Sam Branson and Kerchenkov? I can. He nodded and opened a window under the front portal. Okay, it'll take us about a half an hour to get into the Buntas, where he lives. Branson is employed with Carthos Intrasolar, a senior engineer. He spun his recliner and looked me in the eye. They have the contract for 32, basically an infrastructure maintenance fixing roads, trams, even terminals. Access to tracers? Not per se, but certainly his position could get him or somebody else in there. How disciplined is your friend Rennie? You mean if he's tortured? I stood and leaned over the portal grips. We raced over the tiny he-bonds far below. He's a man. He could fold like any one of us. They'll push him. You better hope he doesn't crack. Crack? I'm assuming that he will and that my cover is probably already blown. What? That would be risky. I'll show you risky if we sit down near that flat. Just change it. We'll worry about explaining it to those Triton dumbasses later. You really think your cover is blown? I think it was blown before I ever got to Triton. I leaned toward the window data. There's an open area in the Sarus section about 300 meters from your signal habitat. I folded my arms across my chest and thought, Okay. Land us, and we'll backtrack on foot to the habitat that produced that infamous signal. Security boundary 6. We'll have a 3-kilometer hike. That's all right. Rather be safe than sorry. It's now below freezing in this portion of the station. Why don't they just redirect heating units? No droids in this area. Something about how Station 32 was set up initially. People at Craw, what they used to call working class. Aunt Jenna Belkin's allocation of resources here. I get it. They had their own ideas about life. Rumors abound here. You're liable to have someone telling you that outworlders are landing here every night. Jenna and Mark would identify with that. They always believed that stuff. Believed in a-human landings? I would get into arguments with them. They talked about witnesses to outworlder machines right here, on their first assignment on Triton. Either it happened or it didn't. It made good after-dinner chatter. True. Calvin's smile reflected compassion, persistence, and understanding. I returned the smile and peered down at the dimly lit streets, some lighted by low-resolution pink-hued heebons high atop silcoplas poles. I was leery of going down there. Jenna's death was affecting me in ways I did not fully understand. Maybe the involvement of this man, Sorrell meant the cartel killed Jenna. Something isn't right with this whole thing. We're less than three kilometers from the source of your signal. Why track an incoming intrasolar ship from a place like this? I opened my eyes. I hadn't slept nor had I rested, and it showed. Another cup of Jaffron would tune my senses right about now. Here, said Calvin, bumping my wrists with a Jaffron canister. You read my mind. We'll sit down between R-43 and R-62. No sign of anything, I think. I fully sat up. Everything about this caper made me nervous, and it wasn't just the danger. I sensed the influence of powerful people, not only in Jenna's death, but in Rennie and Mark's disappearance. What do you mean, you think? I mean, instruments lie, but this zip has full memory. I studied the silver-framed zip, heightened with He-bonds. Catacomb capacity was extensive. Catacomb zip. C-zips are used extensively by the Bureau. You lift it? Calvin's coy grin, told me that was exactly what he did. I see. Well, lucky you did. I leaned over the C-Zip's fanned window panel. I inputted the coordinates. So what's the problem? None, I guess. Do you always have to qualify everything you say? No, not always. See? I believed Rennie was still alive. Kuchinkov could have just killed him in the Matterhorn lobby. Yet I was baffled as to why she hadn't killed me. I could talk myself into Rennie being kidnapped for leverage. But why would the cartel, or whoever was behind all this, want to abduct Rennie? Intuition told me we were brought to Station 32 for a reason, and Rennie was kept alive to get information or to use him as bait. Calvin stroked his chin as he sifted the C-Zip data. Tell me exactly what you think of all this. In violent crimes, or just plain violent incidents, I always want a complete explanation. Now, Mr. Wiley... Don't mention that, Lackey. My point... He will give us nothing. No matter Figs analysis, no autopsy, no breakdown of the flight trail, tower people in station thirty two not around. And let me add it a step further. He visually spotted the landing area. I don't think Wiley merely suffers from the so called Triton mentality. Agreed. I think he's doing what he's been told. Which leads me to the cartel. We'd better hope it's not the cartel. His eyes were tired when he looked up from the C zip. We're just two people. The cartel is pervasive. I understand that. But what's their angle? And Bernie Sorel, He had a habit of pressing his teeth together when he thought. Where is Sorel? Who knows? But I bet he knows everything. Wiley knew about your arrival, too. Wiley didn't track us from a remote place. But somebody did. He pointed out the portal to rows of narrow, silhouetted buildings with high, silcoplast paneled roofs beam came in right from back there in that building, 15 kilometers from the Matterhorn in Wiley's office. But there's no signal of any kind coming from that building presently. Either they shut it off or remove the scanners. Roadway 19, Habitat 6. I was thinking about O'Neill again. Even out here, I should have heard from him on Rennie's zip. I grabbed the zip and pushed in his address. I thought for a moment before I sent the secure signal, then spoke. John, Where's the white rabbit? Calvin's head snapped and he smiled. What does that mean? means I need his help in finding out something. We used that reference to Alice in Wonderland during the gang was on Colony 6, maybe 15 years ago. I see, he said, still smiling. I suppose you have a better code. Well, it is a bit literary. I believe in literary, Calvin. I stared out the portal. Where the hell are we? Three point five kilometers from the signal building. He pointed to the houses again. The Buntafi do not have the means to track us, but they can monitor communication. Bunta what? Buntafi. The local security authority. Not exactly freedom loving. They have a massive underground prison here. The Sazarin. Many intrasolar groups have complained about it. But you know this mentality. Triton mentality. As exemplified by Buck Wiley. I stared at the zip. What's the problem with O'Neill? Calvin shut down the traces outside communication. What if they've already started tracking us? And it really doesn't matter, does it? Here, I'm putting my background information in your zip, okay? Calvin's name was inserted in my zip and we started a vertical descent. I scrolled down much of the information he'd just given me. His discharge was finalized only six months ago by Alder. I thought about when Alder was promoted from a field position 15 years ago. I remembered that he paid money to make it happen. When I tried to investigate his antics, O'Neill told me he had orders to forget the whole incident. I still had ambivalent feelings as the vessel neared the ground. The ship rocked when it settled near the surface. Outside the portal, street he bonds glowed between the habitat rows. Bundled up stationers jutted from the alleys and down the sidewalks. I was not sure whether we'd find Rennie or Mark or help determine why Jenna was killed. As I stood, Calvin secured a pulsar on his belt. We donned suko vests and cover hats and headed for the rear hatchway. The hatch door hummed upward and cold air settled around my face and hands. I pulled out my pulsar as we jaunted down the rough edge ramp. It feels as if it could snow. It does on occasion, but not enough of a moisture mass to have any accumulation. The ground traces... Bright yellow-red heebons blurring into the night, whooshed along the outer streets. What made you choose the Bureau? He asked as we crossed the gritty lot. You answered as if you anticipated the question. I did. I grew up on a colony ship. We stepped in unison toward the side roadway. We were always docking and then confined within a colony. I wanted the chance to break loose. Our boots scuffed the uneven rock pavement, once we are inside the darkened alley. Understandable. My dad was a security officer for the colony. He left on a docking and never came back. You always wanted to find him. Yes. We reached the roadway, but I was not sure whether we were being followed. A few of the people on the street carried high-powered pulses. Are you scanning on that C-zip? I am. Good. We increased our pace to shake off the cold. Did you ask the Bureau for help to find your dad? Sure, when I was a kid. He was gone. Just gone. And years later, I found nothing, either. I don't know if he left Mom and me or was just killed. I I don't know. None of these details were in the Bureau report. I'm sorry. Sometimes a more concrete answer, even if it's not the answer we want, is preferable. He nodded, and I knew there was nothing I could add to make him feel any better. An old lady in a heavy cloth coat pushed a cart forward, as a few young men in dark shiny suits under the elevated hebons across the street smoked tobacco cigarettes. I recognized the smell. More hebons blazed inside the habitats down the roadways. What I really want to do is perform sound etchings with the C-zip and listen to what went on inside that signal habitat. You can do that. Yes. On lighter socoplast, it can vibrate, such as clear portal socoplast or pre-solar system glass. If that's a C-ZIP, type in code 44. Code 44? What's that? Just type it, Kelvin. I peered over his shoulder and accessed the main operating system. Then he coded the drive. Blue letters blazed on the window. Stealth mode, 20 meters. They won't see us? No, but if somebody's watching us, they'll have a pretty good idea what we're about to do. This roadway here, we can follow it right to the corner. It reminds me of some of the older sections on Earth. I removed a pair of hand liners from my vest and slipped my hands inside. This isn't the best place in the solar system, for sure. We crossed over the cracks of an asphalt street. Under the hebons, I saw the woman with the cart had an angled, tough face. We veered along a darker habitat roadway, and a steady wind blew toward the sidewalk. On my zip, I adjusted my vest temperature as two shadowy figures loitered near several abandoned land traces ahead. Calvin and I gripped our pulses in unison. A group of street toughs laughed about something as a cigarette smoke trail passed by us. My fingers were wrapped around the pulser. The hill buildings and trees were silhouetted against a green hebon glow and a few scrawnia trees lined the sinking Silkeplast roadway. I dragged Calvin into a small, closed storefront alcove. He raised his brows. You're jumpy. You're damn right I'm jumpy. My friend is kidnapped by a murderer. My old friend is missing and his wife dead. I understand. just need to be careful. My gut says we're either being followed or watched. What does that C-zip tell you? No organized tracking or anyone deliberately following us. I winced as we stepped back on the sidewalk. Come on. The wind bit my nose as we trekked along the scraggly tree clusters and dilapidated habitats up the slope. The C-Zip map designated a four-story habitat about a hundred meters down the far side of the hill. There's no one in there, at least anyone alive. Funny. Nor is there any instrument discharge or signal leakage. I want to fully scan that place. Genetic plasma sweep. As well as matter config. You must like long shots. I thrive on long shots. Chapter eight. He mumbled as I strode ahead. A smattering of Hebons, resembling warmly tinted incandescent bulbs, dotted the signal habitat's upper floor, but the rest of the buildings were dark. I squeezed my pulsar and quietly stepped up the concrete stairs. Calvin was winded as he approached me. Calvin, scan this iron rail. Brass knob and the glass. Fingerprints? Yes, and genetic remnants. I understand that the rails are loaded with GRs. We'll decipher it later. I moved a handheld Hebon and shined it at full intensity through the door glass and into the hallways. A winding wood stairway with worn treads twisted upward. Human traces all over this railing. I studied the peeling wallpaper. This place is ancient. The tracings, how old? Five and three from weeks ago. It's all scanned, Harry. I just shook my head when he didn't use the McCabe alias. feel like I'm in a museum. Why all these old materials? Station 32 materials came from off-moon. I nodded as he scanned the door glass and knob. Well? Three definitive. Eight portions, more GR. Same time frame. Calvin's brow creased as the Z-Zip swept the threshold. The Zip is picking up a mercury alloy and bits of selenium and radium. What's that all about? You're kidding. Mercury, selenium, and radium? We're talking about Revine packets. Do you have it all? Yes, sir, he said through steamy breath. Okay. I pressed my pulsar. Blue light seared off the knob, and the door swung loose. Check the hall and stairs. You sure that original signal was sent from above? Yep, 20 meters would be on the fourth floor. More matter figs. They dragged, someone dragged something across this wood only six hours ago. Six hours ago? Yes. Maybe they stored the packets here, but, but why? Why store energy of such magnitude in this place? This place is inconsequential, that's why. Agreed. But it would register if it were still here. I read Silcoplast Type 7 interior machinery. We must have just missed them. Credible. More fingerprints, matches the others. One rogue reading. And make that three on the banister all different from the outside. One is all over the banister at intervals like a song. Weird. I held my pulsar out as I followed him up the creaky stairs. When something scurried above, I fanned a bright blue beam. A rat. Leaping upward was vaporized in mid-air. Rats. Wonderful place, Station 32. Rats That's abound a- here on Triton, Calvin. He smiled as he ran the C-zip along the banister. That same fingerprint pattern. I shined the bright hebon over the loose paper, and wrappers were scattered across the wood floorboards. Food from supplies shipped six months ago. The energy readings are very high all over this place. The residue, that is. This is getting interesting. I said as I continued up the stairs. We rounded the landing and climbed to the fourth floor. More food wrappers were discarded on the worn treads. I pointed at a green faded wood door. It's only one door. What the hell is this? I don't believe this. What is it? The ravine? Blood. Blood? Well, scan it. Droplets were scattered at the door corner. But why no fresh materials downstairs? Maybe they had on hand liners. I think this is true because the doorknob is clean. Oh, no! You have a mellow, dramatic flair, Calvin. A body inside. I unleashed the pinpoint, melting the old-style lock, and then I kicked the wood panel door. When the interior Hebonds automatically brightened, I fanned my pinpoint. Although the spacious room was constructed of a blue-flowered, patterned sheet floor and pale green walls, High ceiling was ringed with contemporary white HEBON tubes. They, they forgot, forgot to take the tubes. Over there! And he waved frantically to a man with straight gray hair sprawled in front of the portal. Somehow I knew it was Bernie Sorel. Face match, Bernie, Bernie Sorel. I traipsed across the worn gray sheet surface. Dead men tell no tales. Strange, no puncture points, no blood. I peeked over his shoulder at the body scan. Ah! His neck was broken. Narka Chankov. Her trademark. I data-checked the rest of the empty apartment with my limited zip. What else? Calvin was preoccupied by the C-zip window. The same GR matter config. Exactly. I folded my arms over my chest. That tells me no one was here for any length of time. But for how long? His zip swept the stairs for intruders... And then he pointed the zip at the pan portal. Floor shows a three by four meter impression, estimating forty kilograms, mercury alloy, and damn revving residue all over the floor. What levels? Insignificant. Don't worry. But blood over the other side. I retreated across the kitchen. Blood had been wiped off the sheet surface. I feared Mark or Rennie had been beaten, or worse. Types? Two. A-Class 82 and A-Class 67, Majority 82. I have to get this to the Triton Catacombs and maybe the Solar System records. I nodded and backtracked. What else? There were boxes stacked to the left and a table and chairs. All gone. Yes. Within a seven-hour time frame. Sorel only has been dead fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes? You're kidding. I studied the habitat, which means they must have fled. Damn, maybe they knew we were coming. Tipped off, I tightened my lips. In your zip, run those fingertip patterns on the banister. I don't have extended records or a remnant match. No, have your zip place it into tones. Our coded systems that might have some relevance. What are you saying? I'm taking the long shot that that pattern has some meaning. Yes, the long shot. Here's another long shot. That's a C-Zip. Produce a sound reconstruction. Etchings. Harry, you need lab conditions for that. The technology is too new for field conditions. I pointed my finger and stared into his blue eyes. You listen to me. If you don't take chances, then nothing will ever pay off. Now scan all surface molecules in quanta. Have the Zip correlate movement due to sound energy during the last... Well, they were just here, as far back as I can calculate. Another long shot? Yeah, another long, long shot. shot. I turned to Bernie Sorel. He had smooth hands and impeccably cropped, short gray hair. He was no more than 50 years old, and I wish I had the means to tap into his degenerating brain. Cells were dying one by one, and all the answers were locked into this dead man's head. I heard the Zip's high-pitched scan. The red lights moved back and forth as Calvin swung the zip across the room. He raised his dark brows and exposed his teeth. Guess you're right. Of course I'm right. Life is a matter of numbers, Calvin. The more chances you have, the better the odds. Can I quote you on that? I raised my finger. Look, Calvin. His zip beat before I could continue. Warning signal. Pulses. Fully charged. Less than a kilometer up the main roadway. What? They must be running. Then let's, let's get, the get the hell out of here. I sprinted to the stairway door as he stared at the zip. You like living, Calvin? He cradled his zip in his hands and jaunted into the stairwell. I lowered the habitat he bonds and activated the portable beam. I was confounded about the ravine energy packets. I believed that we would exit the building before the pulsar toting group reached us. How long had they stalked us? We're okay, said Calvin, watching the C-Zip as we hurried down. There's still some distance away. We rumbled down the narrow wood staircase. Anything or anybody closer than that group? None with pulsers. People in other buildings? No. Into the basement. We'll exit via another way. Another long shot? No. Sure thing. We rounded the first floor landing and descended into a dank, cold concrete basement. I shined a thin He-bond beam on the bulkhead stairs, draped with cobwebs to the wood beams. I swatted the cobwebs and ducked under the supports. Then I quickly flipped the bulkhead latch. Squeaky hinge echoed into the alley. Calvin followed me as I crept up the stairs. We raced down the constricted roadway, but at the corner, I spotted three more men stationed in an open portal across the street. We backtracked through the alley and bolted toward the side street but five men in black, close-fitting Sukos blocked our exit. I pushed Calvin toward a side door as green and red pulsifier ripped into the asphalt and the habitat boards. Looks Looks like like a a cobalt team of assassins. The door was locked and we were temporarily shielded as debris fell behind us. Familiar regress voice reverberated down the other end.
3: McCain!
0: I blasted the pulsar randomly, and the wooden door exploded. We pushed through, crumpling the frame, and leaped into a stairwell with a transom and a small old-style glass window. Calvin's eyes moistened and his deep brows creased. His voice was lower and deliberate. I say we stay put and fire on them, Good man. He clipped the C-zip on his belt as I jimmied loose the pane portal. The cold air filtered into the room. At the end of the alley, the red-haired Kirchenkovs, conferred with three men, but five men rushed toward us from the opposite direction. Both of us aimed, and our blue lines pulsed through the night, mowing down all five men. Fifty meters away, Kurchenkov's head snapped. She and some of the other men sprinted into the habitat alcoves. She's a killer. I checked the stairwell. She'll come in for another way. I saw nothing up the stairs, but I wasn't sure whether leaving this building would allow us an escape from her or the others. I followed Calvin down a shorter stairway and onto a moist dirt floor. Our Hebon beams revealed a silkyplast brick foundation and an open metal door to a passageway. Someone rustled up the stairs and we scrambled into the passageway and ended abruptly at a storage room filled with crates and pipes. My heart raced at the thought of the killer Kerchenkov leaping down those stairs. I heard boots hitting hard against the upper staircase. I looped my arm around Calvin and steered him back to the main basement. Can't let them get the C-Zip data. Understood. Calvin tiptoed up the stairs and tucked his C-Zip into the wood supports along the stairwell. He secured it, and I raised my brows. Then we gingerly slipped into the foyer and swept our pulses up the stairs. My own zip window outlined someone on the second floor. I led Calvin to the rear and silently opened another glass and wood door. I stopped when voices out front echoed in the freezing air. Then we disappeared down the alley. At first we were careful, but once nearing the darkened alley, we sprinted toward a main roadway. More land traces floated through the night, and many retail establishments were still open along the long roadway. I had just stepped onto the asphalt when a multiband pulser tore up the cement sidewalk. People scrambled, and somebody screamed. Calvin pushed me forward down the roadway. It's them, and it's coming from the alley. Ahead, a dark man with curly white fluffy hair waited in a hovering droidable land tracer. I rushed up to his open portal, but he yelled in a screeching voice,
2: Get in!
0: The side panel snapped open, and we piled into the rear recliners. He rotated the tracer before the panel snapped back in place. Thank you, I shouted from behind. I looked into his chocolate eyes in the mirror, as the tracer whooshed in reverse at high speed. Kerchenkov and several men emerged from the alley. She pointed a pulsar at the tracer, but we rose over the ensuing beam. Who is it, the Bundy No rogue agents, answered Calvin. I won't ask where you're going. Away from here. Understood. The land tracer could briefly maintain a height of a few dozen meters. He quickly descended onto another roadway, diagonal to the alley. The tracer shot forward. I'm bringing you to the cantina. Then you're on your own. You just saved our lives. The tracer whipped through the side streets and at least 15 minutes later stopped in front of a huge stone domed structure. Take this roadway, he said, signaling to the constricted alley along the domed building. The side panel popped up again.
2: Cross the next roadway, 34, a public alley, number 7. Cantina is down there.
0: I'm aware of the cantina, said Calvin. Many levels. Correct. Good luck. Thanks, I said, and I droided him a huge amount on a bogus account. He studied the glowing zip in the tracer. No, thank you, sir. I rolled onto the walkway, and Calvin helped me up. Before I could turn, the tracer reversed direction. We jogged under the huge concrete colonnades and then down the alley. I was not sure if we had eluded Kirchenkov, nor did I have a plan on how to return to the Matterhorn. At Roadway 34, we crossed under a steady stream of trace of traffic. The blue glow from Hebon's outlined the cantina and the darkness and shone onto the roadway. Stragglers staggered into the night, and the constant pounding from reverb music was annoying. After our pulses were registered, Calvin used a hidden droid account to pay the entry pass. We blended into the crowded hall. The body odor stench combined with the spilled hyperbeer, made me wince. So did the sickening body wash from women who saw droids for favors in their glossy hebon eyes. I pushed away two women as if they were infected fleas on my arm. Silver hebons cast a moon-like icing across the huge hall. Eight levels, connected by open lifts and spiral stairs, were stuffed with patrons packed in booths and tables. A band with an electro-snored device and a variation of transplant oracles, but smaller, was responsible for the pounding. Now what? Calvin asked me. I motioned one of the waiters aside. After intense negotiation, I droided him a huge sum to get me a booth. He cleared a path for us through the mongo dances, half-naked, as we stepped onto one of the lifts. We slowly rose above the commotion. Reminds me of the transaction zone and my friend Rennie. I hope he's still alive, said Calvin, again displaying his teeth. We walked onto the eighth level. That's an annoying habit. Anybody ever tell you that? What? That thing you do with your teeth. He did it again and smiled. I tried not to grin, but did. Two hefty enforcers dragged four patrons out of a booth on the edge. The waiter brought us in, and the two couples protested as we were brought to the table. How much did you give him? asked Calvin. Enough to cover a year's salary. Are you crazy? I shook my head. The account dissolves in three weeks. How? An old bureau code that no one's ever changed. I gawked at a busty woman with ring-magenta horns protruding from her white hair. Her body reeked of a cheap falsified sweetness, probably smeared on before she went to work. Yes.
2: Your order?
0: Two blasters. Well, I I can't take a blaster, said Calvin. Two it is. She said, and winked at him as she turned and shook her black glossy bodysuit. Harry, a blaster is a power drink. Yeah, so what's the problem? We need to figure out how we're going to get that C Zip. We'll have to wait till they clear out the area. We may have to come back. Listen, getting back to the Matterhorn is what we should do. We'll droid a faster tracer. From your funny account? Maybe. I looked over the confusion below. Sorel's murder had to be the work of Kerchankov. But who sent her? I shook my head as a light-haired woman in a modest body molding approached the table. She was not much older than Angelique. I was suspicious of anyone right now.
2: Can we droid you for a seat?
0: We won't be here long. But she sat down anyway. How much? This This is a private private conversation, conversation. I said as the horned woman returned and set the blasters and thin-chilled glasses on the table. I droided her account and pushed the blaster toward Calvin. His blue eyes opened wide as he stared at the chilled outer lair.
2: I will droid you six thousand, dear heart,
0: she added, and now sat uncomfortably close to me. Time to leave. Not nice. We have important business here, madam, so
2: run along. If it's a transaction you want...
0: I close my eyes and pinch my brows. No. You are not from Triton.
2: We are open and do not have the laws of the Intra. You can have whatever you want, dear heart. She
0: said, looping her arm over mine. What I want is for you to get away. Two tables down, some bearded guy with a zip-earring smashed his fist into a huge drunken man's jaw. My eyes opened as the large one listed the bearded man into the air and sent him sailing over the edge. No enforcers appeared, and the bearded fool ordered another drink. Incredible.
2: Why, thank you. Not you. Lore has it that a-humans left pleasure palaces in the ice mountains. She opened her dark eyes. Shall we find
0: out? A-human sights do do not exist. exist. I stood and looked down the four levels. A group of enforcers dragged the large guy out of the cantina. I turned to the woman. I've had this argument before. Calvin returned to the table.
2: There is a law against disturbing a human sight.
0: Triton has no laws. I looked at her sparkling black-violet eyes. Her face housed a pain that never went away. Maybe it was something in her past, or more than likely her years in places like this. There are no A human landing sites.
2: It's lore. No, my grandfather was a miner here during the boom. They found caverns and outworld ships.
0: Your grandfather?
2: Well, no, but he heard the stories. A humans have been here. If you'll pardon me, miss, I'll have my blaster.
0: I let the chilled ice tumble into my mouth and I mixed it with the warm liquor. Calvin stared at his drink. I felt her hand on my thigh and raised my brows as the liquor hit me head on.
2: I have a place four roadways across town. We won't need a tracer. I won't charge
0: you. Listen, I said as I stood. You had better leave. We're involved in dangerous business here. So am I, she said as she placed her soft hand in mine. Look, I appreciate your attention, but no thank you. She smiled and nodded.
2: One final thing. Yes? A hey, humans have been to Triton.
0: Okay. She kissed my cheek. My zip beeped as I watched her leave and savored the sweetness on my cheek. I quickly surveyed the lower area. Kerchenkov, trailed by several dark suited men, pushed through the lower crowd. Even at this height, I saw her bright blue eyes pan the complex. Damn. That, that woman, woman liked like you, Harry. Kerchenkov. What? Calvin leaped from the table. We both stepped back and squatted at the railing as she mixed with the crowd. How did she know? We We have to to get get the hell out of here now. Not Not necessarily. necessarily. We backtracked between the upper level tables into the dim light. I jumped over drunken stragglers and into the back corridor. Calvin pointed to a staircase in a brighter area away from the eighth level. We jumped into the open doorway. I thought reaching the second level would be prudent since Kerchenkov would more than likely head to the top. Two minutes later, We rushed out of the stairway. I droided the second-floor zip. We entered a brighter area with large clear tables, a prodigious glassy waterfall, and a sunken tree-lined garden to the rear. Music was shielded from the lower area. We asked the primary enforcer to bring us to the far side, and we were seated at a side table. I spoke over the waterfall roar. We need to get that C-zip before they return to the habitat. Calvin nodded and peered through the waterfall and then somehow get it delivered to O'Neill. Agreed. Then we prove our case with Richard Merritt and take care of the illustrious Mr. Alder. Easier said than done. What about now? We wait until they leave. An hour later, I scanned again. I was about to head for the railing and for another look below when Kirchenkov's men entered the second level. My God. What? asked Calvin. I pushed Calvin to the floor. Our friends learned fast. He looked through the table support. She is thorough. That she is. We have to kill them now, Harry. I nodded and slowly removed my pulsar. Calvin aimed. We'll be taken down if we're not careful. My zip showed a ramp descending below the maintenance passageway in the rocks alongside the waterfall. Right in there, Calvin. Okay. Now two of the men were gone. Damn. We held out our pulses at the table. On the floor, my zip revealed nothing, Then a pulse of burst hit the floor behind me. Calvin fired, and one of the men was thrown into a bloodied mess over a table. That's one. Look, Calvin, one of us has to get that C-Zip. She and the others are lurking. I'll go. You get back to the Matterhorn. No, sir, I'm going. Calvin, I know the way back to the Matterhorn. Okay, go up the ramp, and Calvin, get the C-Zip. To O'Neil, our rendezvous with you at the Matterhorn within 24 hours. He again extended his teeth, but then smiled. Okay, dear heart, get out of here. At the opening, he saluted me. I saluted back, and he disappeared into the darkness. I backed toward the railing. The first floor was 10 meters below, but I did not see Khrushchev. Then I scanned the second level one more time before going back to the hall. Maybe the two men split armed in forces, now descended from all sides. I wondered if it might be better to be detained somewhere, but I didn't trust anyone on Triton. I retreated as they reached the dead man at the table. Once in the outer hall, I sprinted for the staircase and leaped down to the first level. I checked the hall once and bolted for the outside door. As I turned, a blurred image soared at me from above. Kerchenkov's blue phosphorescent eyes focused. She then kicked the pulser from my hand, and thrust me upward against the wall. Her musk sweetness floated upward.
3: Tell me what the Bureau wants in all of this. Could
0: have asked me that back at the Matterhorn. She closed my air supply with an incredible grip on my throat. The Bureau wants the truth. Why was Jenna Belkin killed? She exposed her sharp-edged white teeth, and her smooth skin wrinkled at the eyes.
3: Killed? Interesting. And your friend, Mark Belkin.
0: You killed him.
3: Shut up.
0: She lifted me higher. Now I was looking down at her.
3: Alder ordered this, didn't he?
0: I don't know the answer to that.
3: Then it was Severinson. You're here to cover us up, McCabe?
0: No. I had trouble breathing. Uh, I don't know.
3: Then you're working for Levinsky and the cartel. I
0: shook my head and then she released me. I hit the floor hard and gasped for breath. You. you no work for Levinsky. I pulled myself up along the wall. What, what is, is your, your interest?
3: My interest is the same as yours.
0: And who, who are you, are you working, working for? She scooped my pulsar off the floor.
3: You know, it's a bureau agent that paths cross sooner or later. Everyone assumes many roles in intelligence. The slug can be the mole. And the top man can be the slug.
0: I rub my chafed neck. And who are you?
3: Someone caught up in this.
0: How so? She smiled.
3: You know I'm not going to kill you.
0: I assume nothing.
3: Prudent. If I need to, I will.
0: Like you did Bernie Sorel. She raised her trim left brow.
3: Let's go.
0: Why did you kill Sorel?
3: You asked too many questions. Outside.
0: I stepped closer, in awe of her strength and cunning. My guess, Nara, is that you were lured into this, and you don't know by whom. Bernie Sorel wouldn't talk. And you killed him. Her. her frigid stare told me I was right, and Sorrel's murder pointed toward cartel involvement. But I couldn't be sure.
3: I said outside.
0: She swatted her oversized pulser in the air as I marched through the doorway and back into the alley. And you found Glavin because of his role at the Matterhorn. It had nothing to do with his past in the Bureau.
3: Yeah, that's right.
0: Where is he? Where's Rennie Colburn?
3: He's missing.
0: Where are we going?
3: I'm going to my contact. I haven't decided.
0: You have a lot of contacts. She squinted and then motioned me back down the alley away from the cantina. That habitat was the base of operation the assassination, or something bigger. She stayed behind me.
3: If I were you, McCabe, I'd shut up.
0: Who knew I was approaching that planet? Bureau has that ability, but so does Levinsky and the cartel.
3: You're grating on me.
0: Jenna Belkin was beholden to people in high places. I twisted my neck as I walked. Her downfall. Was she in that apartment? Gurchankov never replied, but I knew Calvin C. Zip would have the answer. Back on the main roadway, the ice mountains were white and jagged against the starry sky. I looked into her blue luminescent eyes. Let's attack this together.
3: I work for myself.
0: My friend Rennie. Is he dead? Gurchankov's face remained flat.
3: It's possible that he is
0: and Mark Belkin.
3: I'm sure you can find all your answers at the saucer.
1: You will wish I had killed you. Wiley.
0: Wiley, what a pain in the ass. Wiley has obstructed Cobb's investigation. When Pytoids are linked to Jenna's death, Cobb is sure she was assassinated and there appear to be more operators involved in her death, including a dangerous woman named Cherchenkov. And what of this man, Bernie Sorrell, who arrived just before Jenna's tracer lifted off? Stay tuned. Same time, same station as Harry Cobb, Interest solar investigator, tracks down the trail of his friend's killer. I'm Robert P. Fitton, and see you in the bunses.